Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Today, if you have your Bibles and you want to turn with me in the book of James chapter James chapter 1, we're going to be begin reading at verse 22. James says it like this in verse 22, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, He's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway he forgets what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and he continueth therein, He being not forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. As I read this scripture yesterday evening, I thought about the context in which James is bringing to our imagination as he's talking about faith and being a hearer and a doer. He brings a mirror into the perspective and he says, he that is just a hearer only of the word is like looking into a mirror and when you walk away, the image in the mirror disappears and you forget what manner of man you are. But he that looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, Being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed indeed. I want to talk to us just for a little while on a simple subject. Don't forget. Don't forget. Turn to your neighbor and say, I will not forget. I will not forget. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen this morning. Before I begin, I'd like to read a quote from a great theologian, Howard Thurman. He penned these words. The power of prayer. The power of prayer is directly connected to your willingness to be a part of God's answer. Being part of the power of prayer is being part of the answer. You know, we know the scripture in Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1. We quote it a lot. It says, in the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And we like to really just build on that, that verse. And his train filled the temple. And the angels cried, holy. 
Because he was high and lifted up. But if you keep reading, Isaiah goes on to say, just a few verses down. But he said, woe is me. Because I am in sin and iniquity. In other words, what he's saying is, I can't be part of the answer because I have sin in my life. But guess what happens? The angel of the Lord comes down from the altar and grabs a coal and comes and touches the lips of Isaiah. And the Bible says that he cleanses his iniquity. And then the Lord speaks and says, I'm looking for someone to go be a part of the answer. Let me tell you what Isaiah's next words. And I heard my own voice. In other words, what was happening is there was something in him that cried out and said, I will go. Send me. You see, Jesus didn't save us from our sins and our iniquities for us to die and just go to heaven. He's looking for somebody to be part of the answer. Well... He's looking for a church that'll say, I will go, send me. When pastor took this church, amen, he didn't take it looking for a paycheck. He took it looking for a people, amen, that he could bring to the house of the Lord. Well, don't forget. Turn to your, turn to your neighbor and say, did you forget? Did anybody forget to turn off the beans before you left? It seems the older I get, the more forgetful I become. How many can share that with me today? They say, Pastor, there's two ways that you can tell you're getting old. Number one, you start forgetting things. And I forgot the other one. I'm reminded of the late Bishop Belgard. He, he once said behind this pulpit, he said, the thing that I like about getting old is, he said, I can hide my own Easter eggs. Three old sisters lived together. Two of them were thought to be completely senile. One sister went upstairs to get in the tub to take a bath. And as she's, she's getting in the tub, she puts one foot in the tub and one foot on the mat. And she stops. She says, was I getting in the tub? Or was I getting out? So she stops and she hollers downstairs at the other sister that was in the living room watching TV. The sister takes off to go up the stairs to check on her other sister. And she gets halfway up the stairs and she stops. She put her hands on her hips and she says, Was I going up these stairs or was, was I going down? So she yells at the third sister who's in the kitchen cooking, she rounds the corner and she says, was I going up these stairs or going down these stairs? The 
third sister just shook her head and she said, oh my goodness. She said, I am so glad that I'm not losing my mind like y'all. Knock on wood. Come in. <laughs> That's about how it goes. I seen a shirt one time that said, of all the things that I've lost, I miss my mind the most. One more quick story. While on a road trip, an elderly couple stopped for lunch at a lovely diner. After they left about 30 minutes down the road, of course the husband asked the wife for directions like, you know, we do. His wife reaches into her purse for her glasses and realizes that she can't find her glasses. She's left them at the restaurant on the table. Of course, her husband begins to, begins to complain as he tries to find a place to turn the car around 45 minutes down the road. And he begins to complain. Do you know how late that you're making us? Next time, can you just remember to get everything? few moments in silence, he looks back over and says, now we're going to be in the 5 o'clock traffic. For the next 30 minutes, he complains nonstop. How many of you have ever done that? You ever, you know, waited on a woman? I mean, I know some of you probably never have. Don't say man. you got to. Finally, to her relief, they arrive back at the restaurant. And the wife hurries in the door of the restaurant. Her husband rolls the window down and yells after her, Hey, while you're in there, could you please get my hat and the credit card? <laughs> one thing that we all have in common, one thing that we all share, and one thing is for certain, we cannot escape it, and that is we all forget. That's why they invented sticky notes. Cell phones, alarm clocks, digital reminders. Hey Siri, set a reminder. Have you ever heard someone say, mark your calendar? You know why? So you don't forget. Vehicles have reminders. Thank God. You know, in growing up, my dad's truck just had a needle that didn't work half the time. Brother Jared Beard calls me the other day and tells me, he said, Francois, how far will this truck go before it runs out of diesel? And I said, when there's no more diesel in the tank. <laughs> because the gas gauge stops working at about an eighth of a tank. Ask me how I know, because my wife had to come pick me up on the side of 115 and bring me some diesel because I ran out of diesel. How do you run out of diesel when you have a gas gauge? Well, nowadays, vehicles, not only do they have a gas gauge, but they have a gas light. Not only do they have a gaslight, but then they have a digital reminder that says, you have five miles till empty. My wife pulls in on Christmas Eve after working one evening and pulls in the driveway and gets out excited like she just won a race and she says, I made it home. I was like, you made it home? She said, yes, the vehicle says zero miles till empty. Why are you here? I don't have a gas can. 
was driving a vehicle the other day. Some of you that have a Ford, a newer Ford, probably can attest to this. You know what the vehicle tells me? It dings and vibrates, and there's a screen that comes up that says, take a coffee break. I got in the truck the other day, and it, I got ready to get out, and it says, check the back seat. Well, I've seen some horror movies. Now I'm afraid to turn around. But somewhere, somebody has left a child in a car seat, and the vehicle has to tell you to turn around to make sure that you're not leaving something important. You know why? Because we are forgetful. You know they say remember your wife's birthday. I'll tell you, husbands, the best way to remember your wife's birthday, forget it once. Forget it once. There was a man that had flew to California and he was working. And at the airport he realizes that he forgot his wife's birthday. So he calls a taxi cab to take him to the most expensive jewelry store in Southern California. He walks in. There's a very expensive uh, sales clerk there in a suit. He says, sir, I need your help. He said, I need to buy my wife some very expensive jewelry. He says, well, I can help you do that. What's the occasion? He said, well, I forgot her birthday last week. He said, oh, we don't have anything that expensive here. You see, reminders keep us from forgetting important things. You know, if it wasn't for Facebook and social media, some of you wouldn't even remember my birthday. I got calls this year from people I ain't heard from in years. Francois, happy birthday. And I'm thinking, how'd you know it was my birthday? Facebook. Creditors send us reminders. Have you ever got a bill in the mail that says, please don't forget to pay your Clico bill. <laughs> if you forget, you will be sitting in the dark. They don't have to come out no more and turn your lights off. They can do it somewhere else. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't forget. Remembering the past plays a vital role in the identity of a nation. That's why we have history books. In order to understand where we're going, we must remember where we've been. Someone said, if you forget the past, you're destined to repeat it. Learn from your mistakes. You see, the important things we do will help us remember. We celebrate Memorial Day because we remember those that gave their lives. Webster's describes a memorial as something designed to help keeping remembrance alive. In the 1990s, there was a movie that was entitled Never Forget. It featured a Holocaust survivor, and he describes how he could never forget the incidents that changed his life. In 9-11, September the 11th, we always see pictures depicting a phrase that says, we will never forget. I dare to guess that every single individual here today could probably tell me exactly where they were on 9-11 and what they were doing. Some of you said I wasn't even born, but that's fine. It's good for us to have memorials in our life that help us not to forget important moments in our life. But there's one thing that we must never, never 
forget. And that is where God brought us from. You see, it is important for us to remember our past victories and our past, amen, accomplishments in Jesus. You see, I've not always been where I am today. There's a song that says, when I look back and I see where he's brought me from, it's a mighty long way from where I used to be. My soul, it was so lost in sin and misery. But I sing a new song because I know where he brought me from. Some of you need to remember some accomplishments that you've not always been here. Turn to your neighbor and say, I haven't always looked like this. I thought about Uncle Kemp Cole. He keeps a driver's license, a picture of his, of his old expired driver's license. Amen. In his wallet. Back when he was living in the world. And you can't even recognize him. You know why? Because I don't look like I used to look. Because Jesus saved me. He brought me out of the world. I don't want to ever forget where he brought me from. You see, that's the problem with the Israelites. That's the problem with the Israelites. God saved them out of bondage. He saved them from sin. He saved them from slavery. And the next thing you know, they're backed up to the Red Sea. And would you believe they've already forgotten where God brought them from? You see, that's the problem with trials and tribulations. They shake our memory to where we can't remember where God brought us from. Let me tell you, I want somebody to look back and remember this morning that he brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. I once was lost in sin. But Jesus took me in. Then a little light from heaven filled my soul. Hmm. I'm excited about where God brought me from. Somebody said, I might not be what I'm going to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. When the Hebrew children stepped out of the fiery furnace, they didn't even smell like smoke. Their clothes wasn't burned. You know why? What they were saying was, I don't look like where I've been. I can look around this morning and see some saints of God that don't look like where you used to be. You see, God changed you. He gave you a new walk, a new talk, a new identity. I'm not who I used to be. Dottie Rambo wrote a song called Remind Me. And the chorus goes like this. I know some of you probably never heard it. I mean, they don't play the song on K-Love. They don't play it on 63, the message on Sirius XM. But they need to. The song, the chorus simply says this. Roll back the curtains of memories now and then. Show me where you brought me from and where I could have been. Remember that I'm human and humans forget. So remind me. Remind me, dear Lord, that's what we need to do this morning. We need to jog our memory. We need to shake off the fog and the cobwebs of what we used to be and remember that God brought me out of the miry clay. He put my feet on a rock to stay. I used to be lost in sin. (laughs) 
It might have been a gradual thing that God pulled you out of sin. It might have taken you six months to quit smoking and a year to quit drinking. But let me tell you, when God pulled me, He snatched me out. I said He snatched me up out of darkness. I never wanted to go back. I never wanted to look back. I never wanted to go back to where I used to be. But friend, let me tell you, I'll never forget where he brought me from. God knew that in order for Israel to survive giants of the promised land, they had to remember where he brought them from. He told Moses in Deuteronomy 6 and 10. And it shall come to pass that when God shall have brought thee out of the land. That he swear unto your fathers Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. To give thee goodly cities which you build not. Houses full of things which you filled not. Wells which you dig not. Vineyards and olive trees that you planted not. When you have eaten and are full. You see, the spirit of thanksgiving is upon us. I can tell some of you this morning, your eyelids is heavy. You still got turkey dressing pulling on your eyelids. <laughs> I know I got on the scales last night. I told my wife, it's got to stop. <laughs> this, these, these scales is like a digital calculator. <laughs> One bite, two bites, the next thing you know, too much. <clears throat> I got to go on a diet. You know, guess when I'm going to do it? Next year. <clears throat> he said, when you have eaten and are full, watch what he says, then beware lest you forget the Lord which brought you out of Egypt from the house of bondage. You see, that's what happens. How many of you remember being in the old church, the old center block buildings? Amen. There's a few still here. But guess what? Some of us, all we know is the air condition. You know what Brother Olson said last Sunday when he walked in? Wow. This is a nice place. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. You know what I thought? It's not always been like this. Amen. There was an old cinder block building down the road. Amen. You don't forget where God brought us from just because we have padded pews, just because we have nice music, just because we have a nice sanctuary. We need to remember it ain't always been like this. Amen. There were some sacrifices made and some victories won that God brought us a long way. We don't ever need to forget. I remember my dad used to say, I remember my dad used to say, you know, your parents always say wise things. You don't appreciate it until, until they're gone. My dad said a lot of things. And one of the things that he said was, you ever seen somebody that was poor and they hit it big and they don't even remember where they came from? He would say, they forgot where they came from. They forgot what brought them to where they're at today. You didn't just wake up this morning in these nice clothes. Somebody sacrificed for you to be here today. Let me tell you something. You didn't just get here today. You don't need to forget where you came from. Hmm. That word forget used there comes from an ancient word, and the root word of that phrase means to not leave one's memory. 
but just to misplace it. Have you ever misplaced your car keys? You hadn't forgot that they belong to you. You just can't remember where they're at. Example. The prodigal son, when he left his father's house and he found himself in the pig pen, he didn't forget where the father's house was. He just had misplaced it. God said, be careful when your belly gets full in the promised land. You see, there's a danger in getting to the promised land that we forget where we came from. We don't forget that God saved us. We don't forget that God healed us. Amen. We can't forget God. We will always remember Him, but we misplace Him. We put Him in the wrong place. I'm telling you this morning, if I've ever, amen, if I've ever felt it, amen, God is leading us to put Him in the perspective of where He belongs. If you put Him in the forefront, Amen. And put him where he belongs. Hmm. Satan's greatest weapon against the church is what I like to call apostolic amnesia. Israel soon forgot where God brought them from. That's why they wandered in the wilderness for 30 years. He said, I brought you this way to test you, to see if you would be thankful, to see if you would remember where you came from. Well, guess what? After 40 years, they finally remembered. Forgetfulness silences worship. I can always see. (laughs) This is hard, Pastor. I can always see when folks have forgotten where God's brought them from. They sit on a pew. And there's no worship. You see, forgetfulness silences worship. You see, the last few years of my father's life, he suffered with a disease called Lewy body dementia. And what that does is it steals the memory of their past. And what happens, amen, a lot of times with this disease is it robs your future by stealing your past. Some of us, if we're not careful, we can get spiritual dementia. We sit on a pew with a masked face and we can't see why we're not worshiping. It's because you have forgotten where God brought you from. Friend, let me tell you something. If you forget where you came from, you'll never get where you're going. I know I preached the last time I preached I preached about forgetting the past and forgetting those things which are behind me Philippians 3.13 Paul said forgetting those things which are behind me and I pressed towards the mark for the prize of the high calling which is in Christ he didn't forget amen where God brought him from he said I forgot who I used to be I'm not living that life no more what we need to remember is it's not who we were but who brought us from where we were It's not about me. It's about him. It's not about where I used to be. It's about who brought me to where I am. Hmm. Psalms 137 is a lamenting verse. It says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept. When we remember Zion, we hang our hearts upon the willows 
in the midst thereof. For they that carried us away captive required of us a song that wasted us, required of us mirth, saying, Sing to us one of the songs of Zion. And their remark was, How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? First of all, how did you get in the strange land? Hmm. God told them, you get in that land flowing with milk and honey. Amen. You're going to forget where you came from. Don't forget. That's why he said in Deuteronomy 6 and 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. These things which I have taught you, you shall teach them diligently to the children. When you rise up and when you're going outside and when you go into bed at night, you shall put them as frontlets between your eyes. You know why? He said, I want you to never... Never, never, because you're going to go to a place. You're going to go to a school. You're going to go to a workplace that's going to tell you there is no God. There, there's no reason to remember, but I want you to never forget. I want you to never forget who you are. Never forget. That's how you got in bondage in the first place is you forgot the God of your salvation. Some of you saying, how can I sing in the storm? How can I sing in a strange land? We stop there. But David's next word says this. If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I don't remember you, let the tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem, my chief joy. That's why I lift my hands. You can tell when somebody's forgot Jesus. Their tongue is claved to the roof of their mouth and their hand is withered. They want to lift their hand, but they forgot. They want to praise, but they forgot. They've got the masked face on. You need to shake the cobwebs out of your mind and remember pulling the captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. And remember, he brought me out. Man, somebody stop that clock. Last Sunday, I got a revelation. Last Sunday, Brother Chris Olson preached to us about the uncertain waters of circumstance. And he talked to us about Jesus feeding the 5,000. And the next thing he brought out was his, his subject was, was the storm and the troubled waters. But friend, let me tell you something. Mm. I, 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 was, I was studying this last night and the Holy Ghost spoke to me. Notice the settings. Just a few days after the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. You know when I was growing up in Sunday school, I, I never remembered. I never remembered there being two times that he fed with the loaves and fishes. I'm glad y'all Sunday school teachers just shares nodding their head. I'm glad y'all teaching, the, teaching them the full truth now. If I'd have known this when I first started preaching, that he did it twice. You see, there's a message in that. If he'd done it once, if he saved my children once, 
if he healed my body once. Well, I can tell some of you, maybe he's never done nothing. Maybe you can reach and get some of the basket of the fragments that was left over. He'll do it again. This is a setting. Brother Chris brought it out. He said God, Jesus went up on the mountain and he sent his disciples away in the ship. And it wasn't long that they were in a storm. Let me tell you something. The storm, this is what God gave me. Here it is. The storm is to not to make you forget the manna. The storm is to help you remember the manna. Remember the miracles. Some of us are just like the disciples. Some of us are just like the disciples. We get in the storm and we let the storm make us forget where God brought us from. He didn't put them in the storm to make them forget. He put them in the storm to make them remember. I heard an advertisement the other day on the radio. It was talking about investments, future investments and Bonds and stocks in the financial market. I don't know much about that, but I do know this. At the end of every one of these ads, there's this guy that's talking about 300 words a minute. He goes, In jest, you know what he's saying? What he's saying is, past performance is not a guarantee for future results. This is what they tell you when you invest your money in Edward Jones. What they're saying is, it did good yesterday. And if I lose your money tomorrow, just remember, past performances does not guarantee future results. Well, let me tell you something. My God doesn't have a disclaimer. Let, let, me, try, let me try it on this side. I said, my God doesn't have a disclaimer. Because Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Who wrote the first five books of the Bible? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Moses. You know how Moses wrote those books? Because he prayed that God would show him his glory. He said, show me your glory. Show me your glory. I, if I'm going to lead your people, I've got to see your glory. God told him, in order for you to be able to lead my people into the promised land, you're going to only get to see my hinder parts. You know what that meant? Not God's backside, but where God had been. So God turned him around and let and revealed to him creation. He revealed to him every place that he had been. You see, there's a powerful message in that. In order for us to get where we're going, we've got to understand some things that God has brought us through. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.